0: brought to you by the physicians and staff of Nebraska Cancer Specialists. We are grateful for their time and support on this project. All right, well, welcome. My name's Kelly Horn. I'm with Nebraska Cancer Specialists, and we're here with some of our exciting new services at the practice. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Theranostics, and I'm happy to introduce a couple of members from our team, starting with Dr. Sam Mayer.
1: Hi, Kelly. I'm Dr. Sam Mayer. I'm a nuclear medicine physician practicing nuclear oncology with Nebraska Cancer Specialists.
2: And I'm Scott Dagenhart, Director of uh, Radiology and Theranostics at Nebraska Cancer Specialists.
3: And I'm Marlene Bridwell. I am the uh, lead Theranostics nurse case manager as well as a clinical nurse research coordinator that focuses on Theranostics research studies primarily.
0: Well, great. Well, welcome, you guys. So, Dr. Mary, you introduced yourself as a nuclear oncology physician, and today we're going to be talking about theranostics. So can you tell me a little bit about what is theranostics, what is nuclear oncology, and how does that work?
1: Well, nuclear oncology involves the uh, diagnosis and treatment of cancers using internally administered radioactive drugs. Um, several years ago, Nebraska cancer specialists led the nation in establishing the first fully integrated, in-practice Theranostic Center. And since that time, we've grown, and I'd like to talk about how we've grown and what's, what's ahead for us.
0: Exciting. So you said number of years ago we started. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of... Um, theranostics and where it dates back to?
1: and Well, theranostics involves using uh, similar or the same radioactive material for both diagnosing and treating cancer. And the very first theranostic uh, pair goes back to the late 1940s, where we used variants of radioactive iodine to diagnose and treat thyroid cancer. And that treatment and that diagnostic procedure has held up well, and for more than 70 years, it's still being used and has not significantly changed in that time. Beginning about 10 years ago, we moved to a new form of theranostics, identifying tumors that exhibit certain properties that attract a certain chemical. The very first of these was for neuroendocrine cancers. The old term for that is carcinoid. And we developed theranostics pairs where we would diagnose the tumor, predict how well the treatment would work, and then proceed to treat patients. And... uh, Since that time, we've expanded our practice from one treatment room, when we initially started, to nine treatment rooms. And we currently have a patient census of about 60 patients at any one time under Theranostics care. I'm going to briefly explain how Theranostics works, and then I'm going to ask my colleagues to delve a little bit more deeply into the process. Theranostics relies upon finding a chemical that uniquely adheres to a tumor cell. Now we determine if that chemical adheres to a tumor cell by attaching a radioactive particle that allows it to be seen on a PET scan. If the PET scan is positive, that is if we can see the tumor and we can see that a sufficient amount of that chemical is attracted to the tumor, we take that same molecule and attach a tumor-killing radioactive particle. We administer that radioactive particle through a vein, and the tumor seeks out that radioactive particle the same way that a magnet would seek out iron filings. And when those killer molecules attach to the tumor... They release the particle uh, into the tumor and kill tumor cells.
0: Anything you guys want to add to that?
1: Scott?
2: Well, no, I think you, you explained that very well. Um, I'll uh, um, talk a little bit about our, um, our program and where it started. Um, back in 2014, uh, Nebraska Cancer Specialists, um, took a little bit of a, a leap of faith and um, started a Theranostics program. Um, we started with just a single exam room. Um, it served as uh, both our hot lab and treatment room, um, hot lab being where we receive and um, um, draw up the radio pharmaceuticals or the, uh, the treatment doses. Um, and we started with just um, a couple clinical trials um, and just a handful of patients on those clinical trials. Um, but we quickly realized that this was a, a growing and emerging field and, um, and started to grow. Um, a few years later, uh, Ludothera came to market, which we'll, we'll talk about um, a little later in this podcast. Um, but ludothera is um, um, a medication or a, a treatment for neuroendocrine patients. Um, who have neuroendocrine cancer, and um, once we started treating a couple of those patients, we um, we we added a couple exam rooms, so we grew to uh, to three rooms. Uh, one of those was was our hot lab, and we had two uh, two treatment rooms uh, to, uh, to to treat our patients. Um, in 2021, uh, we added uh, PET CT. Um, so, as Dr. Mayer uh, mentioned, uh, Theranostics is a combination of of the diagnostic um, and the thera- um, and then the therapy, and so PET allowed us to be a fully serviced uh, theranostics program where we could diagnose and treat um, under the same um, under the same roof. Um, and the timing for the the PET CT um, really couldn't have been more perfect because when we uh, when we added that, um, that was right when um, PSMA um, for prostate cancer. Um, the clinical trials were starting to emerge, uh, so we were able to uh, begin participating in those, um, which was kind of a game changer for, for prostate cancer and the, the course of treatment for uh, for those patients. Um, so where are we now? 2023. Um, we um, again we have PET, uh, we have dedicated uh, CT. Um, this year we added spec CT. Um, which uh, gave us nuclear medicine capabilities so we could do um, diagnostic scans there. Um, it's only added to our clinical trial uh, portfolio. We have um, over a dozen active clinical trials and uh, many others that are in uh, the follow-up state right now um, and many more coming. Um, Dr. Mayer mentioned we have nine um, uptake and treatment rooms that we uh, can, uh, can use for treatments and for our PET scan patients. Uh, we now have two hot labs um, so, it's um, it's a it's a growing uh, growing field, and it's uh, growing under, under Nebraska cancer specialists. Um, pretty early on, too, we um, we realized that we were getting referrals from from all over, um, not only here in the the Omaha metro, but um, also from central and western Nebraska. Um, so, about a year ago, we um, we expanded our our service line out to to Grand Island. We started a theranostics program. Um, at our Grand Island clinic, there, um, so we were able to serve our our central and uh, western Nebraska patients, and I think that um, has has been a huge benefit for those patients and for um, for our practice uh, practice there.
1: Yes, yeah, speaking of uh, where we get our patients, we've had referrals from uh, Montana, California, Florida and referrals for our clinical trials from institutions such as the uh, Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. I want to talk about the patient experience, if I may. Marlene?
3: Sure, so uh, the patient experience um, is such that, uh, you know, once these, there's a patient who's interested in Theranostics or uh, is wondering if their gnostics is good for them, then they can actually either be referred to Nebraska, Nebraska cancer specialist um, by their own oncologist, or uh, let's say if they're coming from a urology office, they may be referred to us from, um, from that office. Uh, so depending on how they come into us, um, they can actually even self-refer or they can go to our website honestly and get information there. Um, but how they 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 come to us um, is somewhat of a seamless process honestly. Um, we uh, once we know a patient who is interested or who's referred to us, we actually um, contact that patient. Um, You know, we'll acquire their medical records, contact the patient, have them make an appointment um, either with one of our oncologists, if let's say they're coming to us from a urology office uh, only, or if they're coming, like I said, from their own oncologist, they can be referred straight to Dr. Mayer. Um, We contact the patient. We will set up a a consultation with Dr. Mayer and myself usually is involved um, in those consultations. And uh, just sort of uh, once Dr. Mayor reviews the medical record, um, then uh, we have the patient come in. We uh, review, you know, uh, the program with the uh, with the patient. See if see if uh, that's something that they're interested in, and then um, we get everything set up for that patient. And um, as the uh, the nurse case manager and kind of a you know the coordinator of of those. Um, treatments, Uh, once the patients, you know, decide they do want to, they want to go forward with treatment, then um, I'm in contact with that patient throughout the whole process. So um, there's no, you know, question on what they'll need to do to prepare to come in, what will go on while they're in treatment um, and even in in follow-up um, and also, I uh, there's constant communication with that with that patient's oncology office, and with the referring office. If let's say they did come from a urology office, so there's there's a sort of a seamless flow of communication back and forth um, between practices, and also of course with with the patient. So, and typically we've noticed that you know when patients come in, they're kind of of course confused and wondering what this is all about. And, um, typically about, I would say 95 or so percent of the time, once they leave a consultation with Dr. Mayer and myself, they're very relieved. They're usually, um, very thankful, uh, that we've explained things to them so well. And they'll even say that, you know, they'll look at Dr. Mayer and say, you know, you've really given me, um, hope um, for my next step in this treatment. So.
1: Marlene, you're deeply involved with these patients for a long time. Yes. Many of these treatments take six months in which time you're in constant contact with them and then follow up after treatment can last for a year. So you're really deeply invested with these patients, aren't you?
3: Yes, very much so. Yep. We get to know the patient, the, the patients very well. I'm on the phone with them quite often throughout the week and the month. And, um, you know, they'll call in and they'll have questions about certain side effects um, or just don't not even about that, just about, um, you know, questions about some of their concerns or whatnot. So, um, yes, I am in contact with these patients very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get to know them, um, get to learn about their, you know, their families, um, things like that. So, um, I, I do enjoy uh, the patient um, experience with them.
1: And it's interesting because theranostics, for many of the tumors that we're looking at, is being positioned to be the very first treatment for those tumors. Yes. Uh, for example, we have a clinical trial now that looks at theranostics as being the first treatment for a certain type of lung cancer. We have clinical trials that are looking at theranostics as being the first treatment for prostate cancer. We have a clinical trial that's looking at theranostics being the first treatment for neuroendocrine or the old carcinoid tumors. And it's fortunate for the patient because in our experience, the side effects of uh, theranostics treatment are significantly less than most of the common treatments that are instituted for cancer. And that's, of course, is beneficial to the patient, plus the efficacy of the of the treatment has been um, demonstrated to be very, very good.
0: Dr. Mayer, you mentioned um, the course of treatment, six months and follow-up for a year. Typically, how many treatments are is a patient given?
1: Uh, Scott, do you want to talk about a treatment and, and dosing for the various theranostics.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it depends on the, the the treatment that we're doing or the type of cancer that the patient has, um, but it is typically a a course of four to six treatments, um, spaced anywhere from four to eight weeks apart. Um, and I think we'll we'll dive into the individual um, therapy options that we do have at Nebraska Cancer Specialists here um, in a little um, in a little while. But um, but yes, it um, it is a course and um, course of treatment. And um, Dr. Mayer and Marlene and our whole team uh, follow the patient uh, throughout,
0: which is nice. I'm even going back there as an employee at NCS, and when we show our new employees our Theranostic Center, it's just really. Nice to see the one-on-one treatment that you know that is kind of gone these days. You know, you don't see that anymore at really large institutions, or maybe patients have to travel a really long way. So, talk to me a little bit about how special it is to have something like this here in the Midwest, and you know what that one-on-one treatment really mm-hmm. truly means for a patient and their family.
3: So, um, as you as you were talking, Kelly, I was thinking about um, one particular. Patient that actually came from Norfolk, Nebraska, and uh, they came to us a few months ago. Had their initial um, consultation with Dr. Mayer and myself, and said, "You know, we've been all over. We've been to Mayo. We've been to just different clinics and practices in the Midwest." And um, they were almost in tears. Like I said, they there was hope. For them, and they, they said, you know, I I, w- I really wish that we would have had come to you guys first. They they said, I really feel like um, you guys have a really put together program here. Um, you really, I can tell that you know we can tell that you really care about your patients, and it almost brought me to tears, <laughs> you know, because they were just so moved by just our just the whole process, and uh, what we could provide for them, and how it was just sort of this kind of this close-knit, you know family, you know work family. So I really think that we do a really good job as um, bringing it to patients sort of this uh, f- almost like a family focused kind of uh, treatment. For the for the patients, and um, we want them to feel like they're they're you're not alone in this. We're with you, you know, all the way. And um, there's not going to be any any uh, questions about um, where you go from here and what needs to be done. And you know, we're I'm available, and I give them my my uh, direct office number, you know, at these consultations too, and just have them you know tell them call me really for anything, any questions you have, I'm I'm here. So. We're all here for the patients. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: unique and very special. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the different types of therapies and the different types of diagnosis we can treat with Theranostics. Um, We have a couple we've mentioned a little bit about urology referrals, referrals Mm -hmm. from other medical oncologists. Um, Can you talk to me a little bit about what we have now, what's coming?
1: Sure. Well... Uh, of course, we have the original theranostic, which is radioactive iodine for thyroid cancer, and that's really a very simple treatment. It's just one treatment, outpatient, and that's it.
0: And how's that given? Is it?
1: Uh, IV it's given. Sh- no, it's given orally with either one or two capsules and a sip of water. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't Can't think it much simpler than that, right? Yeah, you won't find an easier treatment than that. Yeah. So. That's right. And that's been around for over 75 years, and it's really changed very little little in that time. And the reason that it hasn't changed is because it works so well. They keep trying to improve upon it, but they can't, which is a good thing.
3: I think my mother even had that treatment when (laughs) she was, I think, 19 years old. Really? You know? Yeah, and she passed away this last year, but she would have been 73 this year. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, she got that treatment when she was 19 years old.
1: And then we moved in, we move into neuroendocrine tumors, which was the first new Theranostic that was approved by the FDA. It's uh, used for what used to be called carcinoid cancer. And uh, we have a huge patient portfolio. As a matter of fact, uh, the treatment has had such success in this practice that, at the end of our first year of treatment for of patients, we decided to host a luncheon for our initial set of patients oh, that's right I forgot to about discuss that. how things have been going mm-hmm. Marlene, do you want to talk about that luncheon? It's kind of an interesting story
3: um yeah, so we had invited oh gosh, how many patients a dozen um probably a dozen patients um that came when we first started uh, giving Lutathera, um as standard of care in 2018. And probably was it about a year or so later, um, several patients had already been through their treatment and they were they were ecstatic to be asked to come in and sort of gather and talk about their experience. And um, when we were reaching out to to some of the patients, To invite them to come, they said, Well, I would love to, but I'm gonna be in Hawaii. I'm not gonna be able to, you know, to come. And some would say, Well, I would love to, but I'm gonna be in, you know, Colorado at a family reunion or something. So the point that I'm trying to make is that after these these treatments, some of these patients, you know, came in, they were really sick, and then they they received their treatment and and you know, a year, two years later when we're asking them them to come in, you know, to, to sit at a round table with us, they were out living their life. They're they're gone on vacation, they're doing the things that that we all, you know, want to be doing in our in our lives. And so, um we were able to, you know, to find some patients to to come um that were gonna be in town that particular day. But uh so it was it was exciting to see them honestly. You know, healthy and, and living and, and doing all the things. So.
1: That and that, that speaks to the goal of Theranostics treatments. Mm-hmm. We don't cure these cancers with Theranostics, but our goal of treatment is to convert a potentially life threatening tumor into a low grade chronic illness that can easily be managed and not be the center of their lives, so that when the time comes, the patient will pass with this tumor, but not of this tumor. And to a large extent, we're achieving that goal mm-hmm. with all of our Theranostics treatments.
0: That's just remarkable. I love hearing the story, too. I remember being part of that and doing some of the calls and trying to reach mm-hmm. out to some of these patients and coming back to Dr. Mare and saying, none of them are available. (laughs) (laughs) They're out on vacations and living their life, which is just a really nice thing to hear. Uh, We talked a little bit about Zofigo and um, Ludathera. Let's talk a little bit about the PSMA. And that's a newer treatment to NCS. It seems like we have lots of patients coming in. Let's talk a little bit about how we collaborate with a patient's care team to deliver the treatment, and and what does it entail? What does the treatment entail?
1: It's like you're on the spot again, Marley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for the PSMA
3: treatments, um, we do have, of course, quite a few patients that are in-house that come from our own oncologist within Nebraska Cancer Specialist, and those patients are um, of course, we'll get referred to to Doctor Mayer, uh, who's of course you know in house, and uh, so they just put in, put an order in um, to have a consultation with Doctor Mayer, and we get that all set up. Patients who come from the outside, um, again, if they come from an oncology practice then their oncologist can refer right to Dr. Mayer, and they do not need to, of course, see one of our oncologists. They just come right from their own. Um, And, again, we set up that referral, an appointment with Dr. Mayer. If they come from an oncology, or uh, excuse me, a urology office, um, where a majority of those patients, of course, will will come from um, with the prostate cancer diagnosis, um, they will be referred to our practice. And then typically, one of our physicians, namely Dr. Hauke, most of the time um, will have a have a visit with that patient from urology office if, if that patient does not have their own oncologist. So um, in the urology office, of course, they have an advanced cancer practice typically, but those patients will not have their own oncologist. And so we just want to make sure that before they're referred to Dr. Mayer that we have our, one of our own oncologists review with that patient um, all of their options. So, uh, so we will go ahead and, and set up an initial consultation with, let's say, Dr. Hauke, and then if uh, we do feel like Theranostics um, with Dr. Mayer is the, is the next appropriate step um, in that patient's treatment, then they are referred to Dr. Mayer. Um, Mayor at that point, and then we'll set up again the consultation with with Dr. Mayor. So once we uh, we see that patient, typically I would say, I don't know, what do you think? You know, ninety percent of the time um, that patient is an appropriate candidate for the PSMA treatment, um, and then we go ahead and proceed, um, ordering drug and and getting things set up. And those treatments are there are six treatments six PSMA treatments, one treatment every six weeks. Um, we do some labs in between the treatments to make sure that their counts are appropriate for the next, for the next treatment. And
0: yeah. And is that given by capsule or is that a that different is not, treatment? That is given by uh,
3: intravenously. So we will start an IV okay. uh, for those patients um, and it's only a two minute push really. There's no, lengthy iv um, infusion it's only about two minutes right scott
2: yeah the the patient um as marlene said comes in we put an iv in it's a two-minute um uh, injection so i mean really the patient's in and out um within 45 minutes um by the time um you know we have a, a the patient has a consultation with dr mayer prior to um and um the time it takes for the the treatment um it's, yeah, in and out in, in about 40 to 45 minutes.
1: And we, go I'm ahead. going to ask Scott to talk about the future for a second, but I want to step aside since Marlene mentioned uh, the benefit of having our own NCS, Nebraska Cancer Specialists, oncologists involved mm-hmm. in this process. There's a new treatment line of Theranostics which uses Theranostics in combination with other forms of cancer therapy. For example, theranostics plus chemotherapy, theranostics plus immunotherapy. And by having in-house oncologists who have experience in managing patients with chemotherapy and immunotherapy, it makes it a seamless process for them to have this done. If they were to get their Theranostics treatment in a facility that doesn't have that integration with medical oncology, it would be much more cumbersome for the patient uh, with uh, a significantly greater number of challenges. Scott, could you tell us what's what's, uh, in the pipeline or new theranostics care that we're going to be administering.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we have spent quite a bit of time talking about what we what we do have, um, but I think uh, the future um, and what's coming is uh, is even is even more bright. Um, we have um, currently in the works clinical trials in uh, the melanoma space, um, hepatocellular uh, carcinoma, um, and down the road maybe a little further um, potentially um, even breast cancer Um, and uh, we also have some small cell lung cancer clinical trials Uh, so you can see that um, this isn't um, isolated to uh, one or two disease states Um, uh, we are expanding into um, hopefully someday all cancer types Um, but um, it's uh, it's exciting um, and I think um, you know, the, the the future is very bright.
0: Um, I'm. We talked a little bit about the different treatments. Um, we mentioned something about side effects. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, traditionally people think of chemotherapy and feeling really yucky and possibly losing their hair and all the kind of bad side effects that come along with chemotherapy. Um, I know there are side effects to Theranostics, but traditionally patients feel relatively okay when they're receiving their treatment. You want to talk to me just a little bit about the side effects, the symptoms.
1: Well every treatment comes with a package insert that lists a laundry list of potential side effects. I think it would be safe to say, and Marlene you you please tell me if I'm off base here, but most patients who get their agnostics experience one common side effect, and that's being more easily fatigued. And the reason for that is the radioactive component in theranostics slows down the body's ability to replenish blood cells. Even theranostics treatments that list common side effects There's something that we just rarely see. Am I off base? Am I missing something? No,
3: you're absolutely right on track, (laughs) right on target.
1: As a matter of fact, some patients will who have gone through traditional therapies. They said, "Are you sure you gave me the right drug? I don't, I don't feel (laughs) anything." Yes. So uh, it's a great benefit that the patients during theranostics treatments, for the most part. Will be able to go on and live their lives and do everything they would normally do, so that's a big plus.
3: You know, when we first started giving Lutathera, um, you know, of course it was this brand new, new, new treatment. And when we we reviewed uh, kind of what the day would look like for that for that patient on first treatment day, of course everyone's anxious and nervous and rightly so. You know, just sort of going into the unknown and. And how am I going to feel afterwards and, you know, what's going to happen and whatnot. And it is a lengthy day for those patients. But honestly, it's, I tell them, I said, it's kind of boring. I mean, you're just sort of sitting there and you're getting these, you are getting, you know, some fluids and some other things, um, uh, amino acids to protect your kidneys. And, the, and then, of course, the ludathera. And um, afterwards, they'll say, oh, that was it? That's all there is. I mean, yes, it was a little bit of a longer day, but oh. And so anxiety completely relieved. They just have to get kind of through that first day of going into the unknown, you know, and now they know that this is what it looks like, you know. And, of course, in our small little, you know, suite over there and all of our sort of our our whole team's involved and it's just, yeah, it's a good experience for them. and, And like I said, they're like, oh, that's that was pretty easy and I'll, I'll see you next time, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's it's good.
0: So the, you mentioned the suite. So our Theranostic suite is located at our Legacy Clinic at Midwest Cancer Center. Um, it, the rooms are different than we have our infusion suite for a traditional or a standard of care. Um, talk to me a little bit about why that is, why we have individual rooms for the patients, um, and then we can talk a little bit about Kind of the perks of the little rooms back there, and 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 wh- why it's different.
2: Yeah, so um, each patient uh, does get their um, their own individual um, suite or Suites. room yep. um, there uh, while they're receiving their treatment. Um, the reason being is that these um, these treatments are are radioactive. It's um, it's a pharmaceutical that's tagged to the radioactivity that will uh, target their um, their particular cancer and go to um, the, the spots in the body where, where that cancer is located. Um, it's treating the cancer, but uh, it also makes that patient, quote unquote, radioactive. Um, so we do uh, have individual rooms um, that are specialized and, and made for uh, these these treatments. Um, And during the initial consultation uh, with Dr. Mayer and Marlene, um, a a set of um, radioactive um, guidelines or or radiation safety guidelines um, are discussed with the patient. Um, And usually it it entails for the first day or two that that patient um, keeps their distance um, from others. Um, And we we tend to kind of compare it to, um, you know, COVID, which we are all very, uh, familiar with. We, we say, you know, kind of just isolate and keep your distance for the first couple of days, um, after the treatment. So it's, um, it isn't anything to, um, you know, you hear, you hear radioactivity and I'm radioactive and, and that does raise some, some concerns. Um, but, the, the guidelines and the radiation safety are are usually very um, reasonable and, and manageable, and, and they're discussed at the the initial consultation, um, and hopefully, usually, any any questions or concerns are um, are addressed and are um, hopefully put at put at ease. It, it is nice, though, for the patients when they are receiving their treatment that they have their own room, their own suite. Um, uh, as Marlene mentioned, the the lutathera treatment that one does um, extend out to be a um, a good portion of the day, um, but uh, our other our other therapies that we have are are very quick and easy, and um, you know those patients do have their own um, own suite as well.
0: So we mentioned uh, the suites and working one on one with the teams, and um, it's been uh, fun to see the progress the progression of this entire theranostic center. Uh, grow from the one exam room and combine to the nine rooms, the PET scanner, a CT scanner, um, and kind of talking about how this is just really a a cool thing that we have here in Omaha. Um, Talk to me about um, how Theranostic is growing and what NCS is doing to help other clinics across the United States also have uh, this type of clinic and um, how NCS is helping to expand the awareness and um, the accessibility of this type of treatment.
1: Uh, Nebraska Cancer Specialists offers uh, specialized training to physicians, uh, nuclear medicine technologists, and nurses from sites around the United States uh, who are about to embark on a Theranostics program. These are uh, community oncology practices and Nebraska Cancer Specialists offers uh, on-site training here at Nebraska Cancer Specialists uh, to interact with physicians, uh, nursing, and technologists. And uh, we're uh, participating with, uh, right now we have sites from iowa virginia and oregon that are uh, relying upon the nebraska cancer specialist theranostics training program to get their centers started
0: i think that's so cool we i remember when we started um that we talked about what theranostics was and we didn't really know what it was back in the day and so now here we are and Um, being able to deliver it to other areas of the country is pretty cool. Um, Anything else you guys want to add?
1: I'd like to, uh, Scott and Marlene are uh, intimately involved in managing and acquiring research in Theranostics. And Scott, do you want to tell us what's down the road?
2: Yeah, I I touched on it um, a a little bit, but, um, you know, we, uh, Marlene and I, we had a call yesterday, um, about Mm -hmm. an exciting, uh, new trial, um, in hepatocellular carcinoma. Um, but I, I think, and I don't think, I know, um, majority of, uh, pharmaceutical companies, you know, they see the potential with theranostics and they've all, or most have developed a a pipeline of theranostics and, and devoted a, a lot of resources towards that, um, which is, which is fantastic because that's only going to lead to, um, you know, new drugs, um, that, um, are going to enter the clinical trial, um, uh, phase and then hopefully, um, you know, be, be introduced as a new, a new treatment option down the road for patients. Um, but I, I could see this, uh, moving towards, um, as Dr. Mayer said, you know, first or second line line therapies. Um, we we could see this move into combination therapies with your you know your um, chemotherapy or immunotherapy uh, drugs in in uh, conjunction with the the, ther- the theranostics agent. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna see this expand into uh, most, if not all, disease states.
3: Mm-hmm. So that call we had yesterday, yes, about the hep- hepatocellular the uh
1: that's that's liver cancer
3: yes Mm the um theranostics drug that they're looking at using is what's called actinium 225 um for anyone that's interested Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, so that'll be coming hopefully within the next few months and um the other newer research trial that's coming hopefully here the, either the end of this month or the beginning of December is a clinical trial that is geared um, towards melanoma for melanoma and that is actually using um, radioactive lead which is
1: interesting yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yes. wow yeah.
1: I think it speaks to the quality of the program that the drug companies approach us first mm-hmm. yes. when they want to test a new drug. And uh, that's an enviable position, and it's because of the teamwork that we've all uh, participated in that has elevated this program to probably the best uh, community oncology theranostics program in the country.
0: Yes, I would agree, by far. Well, thank you, guys. Um I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and share with uh, the community what Theranostics is and um, how it's benefiting and growing. And um, Mm -hmm. hopefully next time we come back, we'll be able to bring a patient or two and talk about even more advancements of the things we hope to see in the pipeline. Um, For more information on Nebraska Cancer Specialists and our Theranostics program, visit NebraskaCancer.com.
3: The Media Production.